0: I like that chorus. Every time we sing that chorus, I think of summer camp. Amen. That was sung, I think, uh, wasn't it sung ever uh, in the every evening service? Every evening service? Yeah. yeah. So that's where I learned it. That's where I learned it myself. 2 Corinthians, where I want you to go tonight. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians 4. You know, one of the things we. I think you have to always remember is uh, when we read about people like Daniel, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, tonight we're going to look at the Apostle Paul for a little bit. (sighs) We need to just remind ourselves and just just realize they are people just like us. Uh, No different. They had weaknesses just like we have weaknesses. They have temptations just like we have temptations. Uh, there, there is no difference between us as far as potential uh, for the Lord. And uh, uh, when, when you when you when you see that, you realize that you know they, they had struggles and they had difficulties just, just like what we have, like what we're subject to. And uh, we're going to take a look at. Uh, at, uh, in fact, the name of the message is We Faint Not, and that's how the Apostle Paul starts out chapter 4 of 2 Corinthians in the first verse. He says, we faint not. Well, if he's telling you that he's not going to faint, then he's also telling you that there have been times when he's had temptations to faint, and there's been times when he's had temptations just to throw up his hands and quit. But, uh, but he continued and he persevered. And we're going to take a look at why uh, this evening. Let's all stand together if you would. And we're going to read the whole chapter. If, you're, if your neighbor does not have a Bible, allow them to look on with you. And you read along silently as I read aloud. Beginning in verse 1, 2 Corinthians 4, it says, Therefore, seeing we have the ministry, this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants, for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded, commanded the, the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body uh, the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So then death worketh in us, but life in you. We have the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak, knowing that that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Let's bow for prayer. Father, I am thankful for your word. I'm thankful, God, tonight, for encouragement that we can get from the book and. If anyone had, a, had a, a reason, or at least a human reason, to want to throw in the towel at times, it would have been the Apostle Paul. And yet, uh, he just determined in his heart and his mind that you were worth serving, that you were worth loving, and that uh, he owed everything to his Savior, and that if anything got accomplished, uh, it wouldn't be accomplished because of him, it would be accomplished through him, But because of you and God help us to be encouraged tonight to see that those things just as they were true of the Apostle Paul they're true of us as well and uh, Lord uh, uh, I I believe this next year uh, there's going to be opportunities there's going to be open doors that uh, that we have not not had previously uh, available to us in order to be able to get out the gospel of Jesus Christ Every one of us has a ministry. Every one of us has something specific that you want us to do. Uh, you You have a mark that you want us to make for our Savior, and I pray, God, we'd be encouraged to do so tonight. We pray your blessings upon this time together in your word. Please speak to our hearts and help us to be more determined than ever tonight to want to serve our Savior and our God. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. All God's people said, Amen. You may be seated. As I said in my prayer, if anyone had a reason to get discouraged, if anybody had a reason to throw in the towel or to quit, it would have been the Apostle Paul. As you read, read through his letters, as you read through the book of Acts, you find that the friends deserted him. Uh, you know, he, uh, he said about Demas, he said Demas, who used to at one time was a fellow laborer with him, he said, Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world. You know, when he said that, I, I've always kind of marveled a little bit. He didn't say Demas hath forsaken God, although he did. But he said Demas hath forsaken me. Uh, he took it personal, and, and uh, he, he lost you know uh, uh some support from the standpoint of somebody who was with them and helping him uh in the in the gospel work when when demas left uh people turned on him uh there were folks according to the book of philippians that preached christ out of contention uh because they did not like the apostle paul uh, he he loved others and got little or nothing in return. He told the Corinthian church, "The more I love you, the less I be loved." Uh, he was physically harmed. Uh, you know, again, as you read through there, you find he's stoned, he's whipped, he's shipwrecked, he's beaten. He's uh, he's uh, you know one time was uh, was taken outside of the city of Lystra and left for uh, thought, you know, left for dead, uh, but God revived him. Uh, he had poor health. He suffered need. He went through all of those things, and yet he starts out this chapter and he says, we faint not. Go over to, to chapter 11. Keep your finger here because we're going to be in 2 Corinthians 4, but go to chapter 11 for just a moment. And look with me in uh, verses 21 through verse 29. Uh, he, he lists, some of the things that he went through. And, you know, this, this, this passage of Scripture, has, and God's used it to be a blessing to me many times when, you know, we I think all of us at one time or another, or maybe many times, uh, have a tendency to go on pity parties, start feeling sorry for ourselves, start woe is me And we, we don't really, we, we forget sometimes the price that other people paid. In order for us to have freedom, in order for us to have the gospel, in order for us to have this book, this Bible, um, we forget the price they paid. And really, honestly, uh, in comparison, and, and I'm not belittling anybody's struggles, and I'm not belittling anybody's, anybody's trials or difficulties, but in comparison, folks, we really haven't had it so bad. Uh, you, look at, you look at just what the Apostle Paul went through uh, 2 Corinthians 11, 21, he says, I speak as concerning reproach, as though we had been weak. Howbeit, whereinsoever any is bold, I speak foolishly, I am bold also. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more in labors, more abundant in stripes above measure, he's talking about being whipped, in prisons more frequent, in deaths oft. Of the Jews five times received I forty stripes, save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods, once was I stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck, a night and a day I have been in the deep. In journeyings often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils by Mine own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, and perils in the city, and perils in the wilderness, and perils in the sea, and perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, <clears throat> in, uh, in hunger and thirst, in thirst and fastings often, in cold and nakedness, beside those things that are without that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches, who is weak, and I am not weak, who is offended, and I burn not. And then he says in verse 30, if I must needs glory, I will glory of the things which concern mine infirmities. He wasn't complaining, he was just simply saying that uh, he went all th- through all those things for Jesus Christ and that it was, it was worth it for him to do so. Now, if you go back with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, there are four times when he says, four times in our lives, four four kinds of things that come into our lives that uh, when we go through them, we're not to lose heart and we're not to quit. And uh, look with me, and you find this in verses 8 and 9. He said, "'We're troubled on every side, yet not distressed. "'We are perplexed but not in despair,' persecuted but not forsaken cast down but not destroyed now let's look at each of those when he says when you're troubled and and when he's talking about trouble he's talking about being disturbed agitated uh, affliction it can be minor it could be severe he says yet not distressed he says i go through those things but god gives me peace uh, I immediately thought of the the verse let not your heart be troubled you believe in God believe also in me he said listen he says I'm troubled but I'm not gonna get all bent out of shape about it uh, secondly he says he says he was perplexed when we're perplexed we're, we're filled with uncertainty <laughs> Does that kind of sound like 2020 uh, and, and probably going to be 2021. There's going to be a lot of uncertainty, I think, coming down the pipe. Uh, yet, he says, even though I was perplexed, even though I scratched my head, even though I didn't know it was coming, uh, I, you know, and we've been in that kind of situation. We don't know from week to week what's going to happen. He says, yet not in despair. In other words, he wasn't without hope. Uh, he, he, he had his hope, and his hope was in God. His hope wasn't in, his, in the, the governmental system. His hope wasn't in his friends. His hope wasn't in his support group. You know, His hope was in God. Then, then uh, he said that we uh, uh, need not to lose heart and quit when, when persecuted. In verse 9, persecuted, that means to, to be harassed unjustly. And Paul was. I mean, they accused him of a whole bunch of things that that he never did, and yet he says he was not forsaken, and he wasn't. Not only did God never leave him, and God never forsook him, and God will never leave you or forsake you, but he also gave him some friends that stuck by the stuff. Uh, Luke stayed with him right to the very end. I believe it was 2 Timothy. He wrote, only Luke is with me, but Luke was with him. And uh, so he had he had some he had some friends and he for sure had God who had never left him and forsaken him and then the last the last uh, situation he talks about a type of situation he says he says don't lose heart and don't quit when you're cast down and if a a person is cast down that's that's when we're discouraged and we're overcome with sorrow he says "Though, though I was cast down, he says I was not destroyed um, over in Psalm 42, verse 5, it says, "Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise Him for the help of, uh, of His countenance." Um, Paul Paul didn't let those things get to him. And uh, yes, did did they bother him? Sure. Did he get pummeled? Absolutely. But, but he, he kept the right perspective. Now, the question is, why didn't Paul quit? You know, what, what, are, what are some reasons why Paul stuck with the stuff? Well, I'll go back with me to chapter 4 and verse 1. It says, Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. He said, as we, as we have this ministry... Uh, Therefore, seeing we have this ministry. He had a ministry, by the way, so do you. God has for every one of you a ministry, sometimes many ministries. But he's got something in particular that he wants you to do. Uh, This isn't just just the Apostle Paul. This is really all of us. Um, i love a a, a saying that brother jerry sutek one of our missionaries has and his saying is life is ministry and ministry is life in other words our whole life has been given to us to be a ministry and to be first of all blessing to god and second of all to be used to impact the lives of others for the lord jesus christ And it says that he he said we see that we have this ministry. Here's the problem. We all have a ministry, we just don't all see it. And we need to see it. We need to see where God opens the doors and see where we have an opportunity to to, uh, be effective for Jesus Christ. Um, Go with me over to chapter 5. Again, keep your finger here. But go to chapter 5 and look at verses 17 through 20. It says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ... Now then we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ said, be ye reconciled to God. He was telling the, the Corinthians, says, listen, we all represent Jesus Christ. If you're saved, you are an ambassador. You are a representative for him. And you have the, the ministry of reconciliation. What is that? Well, when you witness to people, you tell people how they can be reconciled to God, how that enmity can be, can be uh, uh, destroyed and, and uh, they can, uh, they can uh, be born into the family of God. There's a, there's a ministry there of reconciliation. And we're all ambassadors. In other words, we're all representatives of Jesus Christ. He saw that. Uh, when we start to lose sight of the ministry and the impact that we can have on the lives of others, then we start to get a little shaky, and we've, we've, it, we 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 wanna, we we want to we want to quit when we forget that God's got us here for a reason. Honestly, uh, uh, you know, one of the things we've got to remember, and and I've had to tell this to many different kind of uh, many different people, save people who are in a myriad of different circumstances and situations that obviously God's still got something for you to do. And you know how I know that? Because you're still here. <laughs> you know, we are still here. And if you're still here, then God's got something that only you can accomplish. And then the, the, the second reason why I didn't quit, look look down verse 7. He says, uh, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the, the excellency of the power, may be of God and not of us. He says we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Uh, In other words, we're a treasure chest. Uh, What is it that's in us? Look up at verse 6. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And uh, he, he, what he's saying there is that, that Christ is the treasure and we're the vessel. And we carry Christ with us everywhere, I, where, everywhere we go. And because of that, he said, listen, I can't faint because people have got to see Jesus Christ in me. And then, then another thing that he says down in verses 15 and 16. Look with me in verses 15 and 16. It says, for all things are for your sakes that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God, for which cause we faint not. But though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. He he had a cause, he had a, a, a reason not to weaken, he had a reason not to faint, and that reason was others. Uh, he knew that, that uh, he, could, he could have an impact on others, and he could be an encouragement to others. And, and he said, all things are for your sakes. You know, again, uh, you, something happens in our lives, and, and as far as we know, we've, we've taken care of the sin, and we don't know what it is that God's, God's doing or why he's doing it. And what we, often, what we often do, and I know I do this. I do this myself. I do it often. I say, okay, Lord, what is it you want to teach me? What is it I have to learn from that? And You know, so- sometimes, honestly, the answer might come back, I don't want to teach you anything. I want you to show somebody else and be a blessing to somebody else about how I can be strong on your behalf. There are... I'm convinced that much of what we go through has absolutely nothing to do with us, per se. But it has everything to do with the effect that we have on others. One of the reasons why I, I love having testimonies. By the way, testimonies are good tonight. Because you know what you were saying? You, basically, I could take all the, all the testimonies and wrap them in together. And uh, it's God's working in you. And God's doing something. You know what that is? That's an encouragement to other folks that that hear the testimony and and see that God is working in others and that others are are going through trouble and difficulty, but they're not going to quit. And that encourages encourages people that are going through things themselves. And Paul said, listen, all things are for your sake. And for those reasons, he said, I'm not going to quit. I can't quit. Um, Paul had a Paul had a mindset. He had a, 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 a way of thinking. And a mindset is just simply a fixed attitude or a disposition or a mood. And, it, and the, 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 the mindset that you and I have is absolutely critical. Um, if we have a negative mindset, it's going to affect everything we do. If we have a forward-looking, positive mindset, it's going to affect everything we do. If we see God in our lives on a day-by-day basis, it's going to make a difference. And that all has to do with our mindset. And uh, his mindset is seen in this chapter. Look down in verse 10. It says, always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. Paul had a desire, and he had a a mindset that he wanted Christ to be manifest in his body. In other words, he wanted people to see Jesus Christ in him. Uh, For a lot of folks... The world is falling apart right now, and that's true not not just here. It's all over the world, and um, with this pandemic and with the various with the with the with the lockdowns and and businesses going going out of business, people are losing their jobs and so forth. Um, You know, you you look and and you and you see all that and. You take a look at how the world reacts to that. Can I tell you, as Christians, our reaction should always be distinctly different because we have hope. You know, we have hope. And we always have hope. If you're you're saved, you have hope because hope is in you, which is Jesus Christ. And so if you have hope, there's a person with hope Respond differently than a person that's in despair. Yeah. And a person that, that has no hope. Absolutely. There ought to be a difference. And the world looks for that. And he knew that. And he said, he had a desire. He says, I want Christ to be manifest in my body. Uh, I want people to see by my reactions. I want them to see Jesus Christ. Look in verses 11 and 12 says for we for we which live are all always delivered unto death for Jesus sake that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh he realized that that uh, his his suffering the 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 problems that he had was for others look for, down at verse 12 so then death worketh in us but life in you in other words because we're going through the difficulty. God's using that to help you and to be a blessing to you. And this this was Paul's attitude. His attitude was, you know what? If my suffering can be used as a blessing to be an encouragement to someone else, well, praise the Lord. Do you, do you remember we've had a, a couple of guys come through here? Um, well, we've had a whole bunch of people come through here, but I'm thinking of two guys in particular. Um John Bishop and Brother Kirby Campbell. And many of you remember both of those fellas. Um, you know what? I wouldn't wish what happened to them on, on my worst enemy, either one of them. I mean, Brother, Brother Bishop lost his memory. Uh, he's still having all kinds of physical problems as a result of the, the situation that he has. Brother Campbell now is uh, out of evangelism and pastoring a church. And John tells me, because he he tries to keep contact with him from time to time, he tells me that uh, he is pain-free right now. Praise the Lord. But I'll tell you what, I can remember when he stood behind this pulpit, and I watched him do this. And he wasn't doing that because he was nervous. He was doing that to try to keep the pain from so distracting him that he couldn't even preach. You know, he always had an attitude that God was putting him through that so he could be a help to other people. Now, that doesn't mean he never struggled, and that doesn't mean that he, he never wanted to, to throw up his hands and quit. I imagine there's, there were all kinds of times when he shed all kinds of tears over the pain. And, and yet he kept on. Why? Why? Because he said, he said, listen, I'm going through this so that somebody else can get a blessing. Don't ever forget that in your life. And help me not to forget it in my life. When we go through difficulties and we go through suffering, um, it's not for us. It's for somebody else. Look down in verse 15. And, and he reiterates this so clearly. He says, for all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. He's saying, listen, uh, you, you know, the reason why we're going through, the reason why I'm going through these things is so you can get a blessing and God can get the honor and God can get the glory. Don't ever forget that. And and if you you keep that in mind, you'll you'll not want to quit. You'll want to keep on keeping on for Christ. Down in verse 16, he says, For which cause we faint not. But though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. He understood something. He understood that yes, this outward man might go through a lot of pain and suffering and, and trouble, but it's the inner man that's more important. And, and uh, he understood that. He saw that the, the, the inner man's strength was more important than the outer man's strength. In other words, your spiritual strength is more important than your physical strength. He, uh, Apostle Paul said this in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, he says, when I am weak, then am I what? Strong, right? Strong, why? Because I gotta rely on God's grace, on God's power, on God's mercy, and can I tell you something? That is never a bad thing. That's you know that's that's always a blessing when we have to crowd to God and say, God, if you don't come through for me, I'm in trouble. Uh, other people see that, and you can be a blessing to others just by having. The right response keep your finger here and go to hebrews chapter 11. hebrews 11. Um, moses in his earthly ministry had uh, when he was in egypt he was brought up you know he was raised by pharaoh's daughter he was brought up in the palace he was brought up like, the, like Pharaoh's son. And uh, there came a point in his life where he had to choose. He knew he was a Jew, and uh, so he had to decide, am I going to identify with the king's family or am I going to identify with the Jewish nation? Well, understand, you know, he, he lived a life of ease up until that point. Uh, he had an, anything and everything that he needed while he watched his own people slave for Egypt. And there came a point where he had to make a choice, that he had to decide, am, am I going to identify with Pharaoh's crowd or am I going to identify with, with, with Israel? And down in verse 24 of Hebrews 11, says, by faith... Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction. It was a choice. He wasn't forced that way. He he made that choice. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. He valued eternal things more than he valued temporal things. And that affected his decision-making. Can I tell you? It affects yours and mine too. When when that thing gets reversed, and we start putting more of a value on the nasty now and now, rather than the the sweet by and by, uh, we 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 start putting more more value on the things that are going on right down here, rather than eternal things. Uh, it it makes a difference on our decisions. And when we when we have values like what like what Moses had, he said, "Listen, I'll gladly I'll gladly identify with the slaves rather than the opulent crowd." because uh, I know that that will glorify my God more, and that was his heart's desire. Go back to, to 2 Corinthians 4, and look, look with me in verse 17. He says, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. <clears throat> Every time I read that, I just, I just marvel. Um, You know, all of us have our difficulties that we have to put up with. And uh, it might be relationship difficulties, it might be financial difficulties, it might be physical difficulties. And uh, honestly, most of the time, I think most of us don't look at them the way that the Apostle Paul looked at his. He called what he went through, folks, light affliction. Do you remember what we read here a little while ago? <laughs> you know, he was whipped, he was stoned, he was beat, he was he was forsaken, uh, and he turns around and says, "Light affliction." I don't I don't think he's saying that just to sound spiritual. Uh, he he's saying that because that's how he looked at it. Um, you know what? Uh, uh, affliction is a, is an unhealthy state of uh, particularly an unhealthy state of body or a weakness but but it's for a moment and because it's for a moment in comparison to to eternity he said man this is just this is light affliction and notice what else he says in the end of the verse he said worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory it says he said this thing works not against us. The the affliction that I've had to go through and the various difficulties I've had, they're not those things aren't against me. They're for me, because they they work toward an exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Uh, take your Bibles and turn to Romans chapter eight. Romans chapter eight. And in Romans eight. <clears throat> look down in verse in verse 18 romans chapter 8 verse 18 for i reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us and and he said listen yeah we've got to go through some things but the end result the blessing that it was able to be to others and the glory that god was able to get out of it uh, makes it makes it look like nothing in comparison because god's been glorified go to go to second corinthians chapter 11 and look with me in verse thirty. 2 corinthians 11 and verse 30 again Paul, he says, "If I must needs glory, I will glory of the things which concern mine infirmities." <laughs> um, you know what I think? I think I think you and I complain too much. I I don't, you know, I can't I can't speak for you, but I'll speak for me. Okay? I complain way too much. I, I really shouldn't complain at all. I should, I should keep these things in mind, and God has has often. Uh, brought these, these verses and that concept uh, back to me. Uh, yeah, okay, you might have some problems. You might have some difficulties. You might have some things that are extremely difficult for you to deal with. But uh, those infirmities are things that we ought to glory in because through those things, if we respond right, Jesus Christ can get the honor and Jesus Christ can get the glory um go back to to second corinthians 4 look down at the last verse of the chapter he says while we look not at the things which are seen but at the things which are not seen for the things which are seen are temporal but the things which are uh, which are not seen are eternal that's the bottom line he looked at the unseen the eternal how did he do that well he did it the same way moses did it he did it by faith you you know you're not you're not going to be able to know all that god is doing but understand if god's putting you through something he's putting you through it for a purpose and the purpose of it is that he can get the honor and he can get the glory uh you know you um i preached from the book of daniel this morning and uh um testimony was given about how daniel's been a, a blessing and uh, uh, if you think about it one of the reasons why daniel's a blessing is because daniel was encouraged you know how he's encouraged he was encouraged by writings that were given to him by a fellow by the name of jeremiah you know we we look at uh we look at daniel and we say man that, that guy you know he 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 stuck with the stuff. Well, one of the reasons why he stuck with the stuff is because he read the writings of Jeremiah and and the scripture that Jeremiah was privileged to write. And he, Jeremiah was a blessing and encouragement, uh, according to Daniel chapter nine and verse two. And and, and uh, yet <laughs> Jeremiah. Didn't see a whole lot of results. He didn't, he didn't see people repent. He didn't see people turn. Um, there were times, well, I know, because it's, it's in the book of Jeremiah. He, you know, he goes to God and says, thou hast deceived me, and I was deceived. He's, he's thinking about throwing in the towel, about, about just quitting. Well, I bet you Daniel's glad he didn't quit because Daniel sometime later read those writings, and was encouraged and decided to stand for God. Listen, Jeremiah didn't see it during his day. But Jeremiah was an encouragement to other people. And you, you, never, you never really know fully what it is that God is doing to, to, in your life to use you to be a blessing to, to others. First and foremost, a blessing to God and, and, uh, and gi- giving him through our lives honor and glory, but secondly, also to others. There was a song that, uh, that I learned, it's probably early in my Christian life, and I don't know all the words. Uh, I, tried to, I tried to look it up online. It's a tough one to find. But uh, the, the, the song starts out and says, I am determined, I've made up my mind, I'll serve the Lord. No, that's what it boils down to. It boils down to us just being determined, just making up our mind that we're going to serve God. Now, I want to leave you with uh, with these thoughts, just with these questions, and you can ask them of yourself. Yeah, how how determined? Are you to serve God? How determined are you to be a blessing to others? Do you determine to follow Christ no matter what it might cost you? It might cost you money, it might cost you friendships, it might cost you health. Do you have uh, biblical commitments that will direct your decisions in life? Have you made some determinations, like we talked about this morning, purposed in your heart? So that God can get the glory and God can direct the decisions you make? Do you you commit to reach a goal and overcome any obstacles you encounter along the way? A purpose in your heart to to get something done, and no matter what what comes your way, you get it done. Do you you have a, a motivating purpose in life? Do you see your ministry? Oh, it's so important to do that, to see the ministry that God has given to you. And he's given you a ministry. Do you, do you persevere during tasks that are more difficult than what you expected? <laughs> and, you know, usually that's exactly how it works out. You, you expect some opposition, you expect some problems, you expect some roadblocks, but oftentimes it ends up being a whole lot a lot bigger and a whole lot more than what you, what you expected. And then last of all, do you allow problems or failures to keep you from trying again? Over and over and over again, Paul went up against brick walls. Over and over and over again, Paul had affliction upon affliction upon affliction. But Paul's resolution was, therefore, seeing, we have this ministry as we have received mercy we faint not let's bow our heads for prayer father i pray that you would ingrain in our hearts and souls tonight a determination to serve you and a determination no matter what this next year has in store for us as a church as families as individuals we just want to serve you we want us, others to see jesus christ in us uh, lord we we don't want to we don't want to be demons and uh, forsake others and forsake you and forsake the ministry that you've given to us because we love something or someone more than we love our god and our savior I pray, Father, that uh, you'd help us to uh, just to to make some decisions tonight that uh, will last for all eternity and help us to determine that uh, we, we want to see the Lord Jesus Christ get the honor and glory that you so richly deserve through our lives. Bless this invitation. Please speak to our hearts tonight. Help us to make some resolutions uh, make some resolves make make some determinations that uh, that will stick with because we love our savior and we know you love us we love you because you first loved us in jesus name we pray amen let's all